Hello and welcome to the first episode of the What's the Score podcast. My name's Tom um, and I'm joined by a few of my mates who are now going to introduce themselves. I am Tom. I am a fan of Plymouth Argyle and it's coming home. Hi, my name's Josh. I'm a fan of Chelsea FC um, and also it is coming home. Hi, I'm uh, I'm Charlie. I'm a fan of Arsenal FC and it's not coming home. Oh, uh, yeah, sour yeah. end, sour end to the introductions there, Charlie. Um, well, yeah, yeah. No, so let, let's let's sort of get into this. Um, mm-hmm. we're going to be talking about like the World Cup today. Um, so guys, what are your thoughts on on the World Cup so far? Fun, but mixed match, very mixed match. The, a lot of the group stage games were quite boring, to be honest. Boring. Um, quite a few of them, I think, were quite boring, but. The knockout rounds have been very interesting, I think, especially big surprises like today with Brazil being knocked out. I, I think, and and the whole uh, the Spain Morocco game was a wonderful game. There's been a couple of good games for knockout, but the group stage I I had a I felt was quite lacking. I felt there was quite a it was very mis mismatch. It was very there was some very good games, and there was some very boring games that were Wales versus USA. Exactly, very just dull, boring games. Oh. Mm. Yeah, the Welsh, the Welsh have been very disappointing, and good riddance that they've gone home. Not like it, it's come from like England. Nah, but I mean, did, did we really expect that much from Wales? It was like their first tournament in in almost sixty. I think years. so. They they proved themselves in the last few Euros quite well. They what they the twenty was twenty sixteen when they got to the quarterfinals, and the last one they did pretty well to get out of their group. So I, I think. Wales were proving themselves, and especially a group come up against who we had in that group. Not gonna lie, coming up against it, you had USA who struggling against uh, Central American teams uh, recently this year and last year, and Iran, a very strong team coming into this, but it wasn't. They had good competition. It wasn't like Wales were gonna with the odd ones out. They were quite in competition with the other two. In um in the FIFA World Rankings, ours was supposedly the best group. It was, all to, it was top 20, wasn't it? It just shows how flawed the rankings are because uh, Iran, Wales... Like Iran Iran were the best, and that says a lot. Uh, they, oh, okay. They've got, they've got a couple of good players. I mean, they've got they've players got playing in players. Europe. Yeah. Not one of my favourite players, but I think US proved themselves as being the second best. They, they had a very good performance against us, even though we yes. did have a lot of rested players and we did have a rested game. They, they played very well against us and they they, yeah. they smashed it against Iran. Like They they played pretty well. I think they proved themselves as the second best. Yeah, but I don't yeah, think the US's focus is, is actually on this tournament. I think they're just trying to get a squad ready for, for a home tournament in, in four yeah, years' time. Um, and they're just trying to bleed through some some younger talent now and sort of give them that that tournament experience. Um They've they've got some good players. They've got some very capable players, oh, yeah. high energy players. Um, I think they need to probably improve in in sort of the goalkeeping department and maybe defensive areas to actually have a, a strong chance. But I think with the facilities that they've got in America and sort of in terms of the demographic of the population, they've got a lot of Europeans and and Latin oh, Latin Americans in, in America. They, they've sort of they need to sort of target that market because it's it's a real real big growth area for them. I would, I would yeah. definitely argue with the goalkeeper comments, though. Uh, I, I'm not trying to bias as an Arsenal fan, but I think Matt Turner proved himself quite 
wellness tournament. I think I don't think he did overtly amazing, but he, he did well enough to for a US keeper. And I, yes. I agree, he is twenty nine, so he is getting on by next month. He will be thirty three, but he's not as good as Tim Howard ever was. Is the like, no, of course, the of course, always of course. had good goalkeepers. Yes, but also and another Tim thing with the US, what you can't criticize with is defensively they were really solid in the tournament, so they obviously were doing something right, and their high energy as well from from run, uh, you know. From starting from sort of Christian Pulisic, really. Um, you say that, Josh, and then anti- Anthony Robinson's a player. You remember who he is? Yeah, yeah. He's he, like I said, he's a good player. But I'm saying, you know, Pulisic. No, I'm saying he he was there weekly. Yeah, I know, I know that. Um, but you know, going into you know the next World Cup, US sort of being one of the host nations, they're definitely going to look to improve to pass around the 16 you know they've actually got a very decent young team coming coming together which is the first time at least in my life i can say about about that about the us um so um anyway fuck the yeah. <laughs> enough about the 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 united states i think we should move on from them rather yeah. than fixating on our uh the group england i think but i think one, one of the one of the big shocks i think of the tournament was is probably the I think it's been the tournament of the underdogs so far. Yes, it's, not yeah. not not in an overall sense, but I mean in terms of the group stages, definitely there are a few surprise results like Saudi Arabia beating Argentina. You've got Japan beating Germany um, and Spain. Yeah. Um, also, I think Cameroon another one Brazil. potentially Croatia going as far as they have. I know they've got some good players, but I think after the last World Cup. Um, and the Euros as well, etc. I think they've really showed that they are a top team, but a lot of people keep underestimating themselves because since Mandzukic has retired, you know, they haven't really had anyone who's been an out-and-out proper threat as a goal scorer. So I don't think... I, think oh, I wouldn't me, say that, George. Kramaric is very... Kramaric is definitely for himself. He's, he's very, very consistent, Charlie. He's, for, for Croatia, he's been quite capable, and I I, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't agree with that. He has they have very capable attack. I think that's no, no, they've got they, 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 isn't a goal scorer. He's not a goal scorer. I was trying to say, is I didn't expect them to get to the semi finals. Yeah, I, I agree with that, but to say they don't have a capable attack is, is not entirely true. Croatia, no, no, play... they do have a capable attack, but Josh yeah. said they don't have a goal scorer, which is true. Oh, They're right, goal yeah. scorer. Yeah, what I mentioned, Charlie, uh, retired, like, yeah. From what I've seen of Croatia, um, in the midfield area, they're very, very. They like to, you know, keep hold of the ball and tire the opponents out, frustrate the opponents like they did today against Brazil. Well, they, they, they and when they get their chance, they, they, they take it. Three. No, because if you look, if you watch the game today, you, yeah, but if you watch the game today, you've really noticed that they like they tried to keep the ball as long as they could. It wasn't really a threat going forward too much, but they just tried to keep the ball to frustrate the opponents, and I, I their plans really worked because Brazil were just getting frustrated. I want to say that earlier on in the game, uh, the is it the right back or the left back, Juranovic? Juranovic, yeah. yeah, the right back. Yeah. yeah, he was, he was, he kept pushing and kept like really pushing the Brazilian defense right back. I was, it was very shocked yeah. how he was doing. Yeah, well, it, 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 but it looked like they weren't the was, early goal, was, and then the, the, hmm. the whole of the second half and extra time they were playing for the nil nil. They yeah, can see through a spanner in the works, and they they got they got their goal, which is. Uh, we're all happy to see. Yeah, it's, I, it's, I think it's the fun. Croatian team in, in the past couple of World Cups they they obviously didn't perform great at the the Euros, but I mean they are they are the definition of of grind sort of like hard work 
proves that Possibly, you don't have yeah, to have yeah. the most the most talent in, in the team. They've got they've got like brilliant players. They've got Luka Modric being the obvious one. They've got Mateo Kovacic, Marcelo Brozovic. That that's a great midfield three. And then they've got some brilliant young players coming through like Gavardiol. Um, I don't think it's too much of a surprise that they've got to the quarterfinals. Maybe it's... came on and he looked like Modric. Is that was... Maya? Yeah, he was. He yeah. was. Quite, he was quite good. Yeah, he plays for Croatia. Croatia started to look like the uh, the extra time specialist at this point. What's that? Three knockout tournament wins in the extra time now. I think they've won they've, every single they've one. Won, I think that's, they've won I think England, that's a, England, their, England, their Brazil. Penalty shootout win in all I think to be honest with you guys, I think it's a really good. I don't know what talent they have in it, but they just remain really patient, even when they were. I don't. I don't think it's even the, the fact that they have amazing talent. Just, I think it's more they're such a close knit team and they're such a well coordinated team that they can take down yeah. these big teams like England in the twenty eighteen one, or a big energetic underdogs like Japan and obviously Brazil today. So I think it's more to do with how close of a team they are rather than the individual star man. It's probably embracing the spirit of actually being the underdog, like in, in taking that on and, and using that sort of to your advantage is 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 only gonna gonna sort of help you. And I think in the tournament, Japan sort of in in their group stage, they sort of use that to their advantage as well. Like there's not not much expectation on on them, and and then they've gone and beaten um, Germany and Spain. Um, and I think that that's probably done done good for for asian football especially with this world cup being being a world cup in in well, asia them as well south korea as well yeah south no that's, korea that's... Get knockout so it's, it's done very well for east especially east asian football it is yeah. it's, 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 this sort of thing gives a lot of motivation that to that's because... what i mean yeah. but then but the the problem with with that is that they've hosted the tournament before uh, and i think that if you want to kind of sort of grow the game you've got to help other countries within within that sort of region to help develop because obviously yeah, put, they have put the one, one more cup in India something like that yeah because they've obviously got yeah. the money in 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 that part of the world to sort of invest invest in football but they I think they've they've provided a, a bit of shock really they've got a lot of players now playing playing in um in Europe Japan and mm. and South Korea as well with with Hyung Min Son and and Kim In Jae at Napoli um which has probably probably helped them um. But it's it's hindered sort of the development of actually club football in in that part of the world, which I don't think is is globalizing the game as as sort of Gianni Gianni Infantino wants it to. Um, but it, it it's it's provided the sort of like that's, great spectacle for for that, the tournament. That sort of idea in, though, what he wants is going to take quite a while to actually put into place because it, you're not going to topple the European dominance of club football in. For, years and years at this point. If you look back in the early stages of football with Brazil and South America being the dominant club bold, uh, club football, um, like where every player would want to go, where the big talents were, that sort of thing, it's going to take a couple of years till there possibly could be another continent taken over or the possibility of it being a more of a global sport. But for now, you're going to see more and more exports of Japan, South Korea, Possibly other more um, Asian uh, countries with their prospects come over, still over to Europe and still playing, playing their trades in Europe. Yeah, right. yeah, that's true. I also, I also think the reason he would like to globalize football is because he is fearful of UEFA. Because UEFA now, they have a Champions League every year, a World Cups every four years, they have a Euros every four years. UEFA have more power than FIFA now. And we see that with law changes, the introduction of the new handball, which is just 
which was a UEFA rule, which is now being played in the World Cup. What UEFA says, they have the biggest influence over football now because they govern the European super clubs. There's mm. no super clubs anywhere else. If there's super clubs in other um in other continents, <clears throat> then those like CONCAF and um the African Confederation, they will grow and it will kind of balance out and then FIFA can then again be the be the dominant organization. Yeah, yeah that's true. But I think the, the whole thing with the with the World Cup, it it sort of it gives the opportunity to sort of show what players are, are around in different countries and sort of give them the opportunity to shine on, on the world's big, biggest stage, which, which is good. And, and it's obviously like Morocco have shown, for example, I don't think a lot of people expected them to get out of, out of their group. And, and obviously Belgium did perform the way that, that a lot of people would have expected them to. And, and Morocco ended up topping their group and, and Belgium ended up going, going out. So I think yeah. Morocco have done have done extremely well, especially being uh, the uh, the fourth African nation to reach reach um reach quarter final, and they could even be the first African nation to reach a semi final. Um, come some end of end of uh, Saturday Sunday like Sunday, so um we don't know that yeah. at the moment, but they could be, and and that that would be great for for sort of African sport. We all knew that Bono was a good keeper. We've seen him. Oh, he's a top keeper. Yeah. Uh, we've seen him in Champions League and Europa League. I think um, everyone knew that, but that he is part of the whole defense. The whole defense has been like almost, I say almost because they have conceded. Mm. Uh, and I think that. Uh, I, think, I think, Tom, I think there's a the stat. Moment. They've only conceded yeah, one goal that's an own goal. Yeah. Yeah, the they're and... the they're the they, they have the le- they have the least least conceded goals in the whole World Cup still. But yeah, also, out of the teams insane. that are remaining, he's they're also the team that scored the least. That's true. Mm. Very interesting stat. That see, I thought that was um, Croatia because I think the commentator said earlier um, that they just can't seem to get a goal out of anywhere. But then, yeah, well, Croatia. I think we said time time again. Croatia play very grinding ball. No offense to them, but boring football. They they want to grind out results. They want to grind out. To Jose Mourinho out there. Yeah, tire out their opponents until they can flip on them and get, get their goal and get their result. It, it, it works, but it's, it is very boring right in football. Yeah, but that, that's the know, beauty I, of it, though. I, 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 There's so I many different types of football. I wouldn't yeah. call it boring because it was a counter to Brazil's football, and Brazil's football was free flowing. They were, yeah. they were taking so, shots today. Today it was it was it was it was like a good display for operations, but examples like the Japan game, it was. It was one of the most boring performances I've seen from a club this World Cup. Yeah, but that, that doesn't matter really because they're no, free. no, I understand. Yeah, exactly. But, That's what I'm saying. They're grinding, they're grinding out these results, and it's working. Also, Charlie, when you, if the team who wins the World Cup, you don't go through each game and think, oh, on this particular game they played boring. As long as you get the win, it doesn't really matter. Like like Tom said. Um, so you know they've got a massive game against uh, Argentina in the semis, um, and I. Again, I think it'd be a very close game, believe it or not, because I think Argentina will really struggle to break them down. Um, and you know, it'll take a bit of brilliance from from that man Messi, who uh, who's trying to win his first World Cup and probably his last World Cup as well. So, um, you know, it's a big place, big big places for sort of both we of these. Uh, the the Dutch final. What sorry? Yeah, we almost saw the Dutch do it today, and like. The, yes, the, the force behind Messi and behind the Argentine I... team trying to push it 
yeah, it is behind it. them. I, honestly, but when it went to touch. extra time, in my in when it went to extra time in that game, I thought there's only one winner here because you know it goes to two two. I thought Argentina's heads would drop as we've seen it time and time before, and with not just Argentina but a lot of sort of teams, club teams, national teams. You know, got, you lose a two 0 lead. So the fact that Argentina they really pressed extra time and they were looking the more favourable to win the game, and you know on penalties, I was I was really fifty fifty on. Yeah, yeah that's like we we've known that through from whatever games it doesn't matter Champions League, World Cup, you know Europa League, whatever. They're always a lottery. So, but you got to you got to grind to get into sort of those positions in the first place. If like if you go two 0 up like like Argentina did today, and then the Netherlands come back to to two all, you can't say that they sort of didn't deserve to go go all that way because they've worked although they've gone two nil down they've worked their their way up and that that free kick routine like in the last minute of the game i think it's sort of it's genius and and ultimately it got them it got them the the chance to actually go to penalties rather than getting knocked out Um, one thing that really shocked me in in the game was uh watching them bring off the pie their main i'd argue their main goal threat for someone like de jong for luke de jong but it showed the other teams, especially like Croatia, now that Argentina are very vulnerable when the tactics are switched up. Like instantly, they went from being quite uh, Holland went from being quite aggressive, like trying to run down the wings, trying to push in, to just basically long balls there to all players, and it worked. It, it worked. Yeah, they they got their goal back. They had a goal. Oh, was it had a goal? It the one where they swung it into the box, the first yeah. goal. Yeah. And then the, obviously the free kick routine. They, them them switching up to having tall players and focusing on just long balls into them tall players. It it worked. And Argentina <laughs> didn't know how to counter it at all. They were quite lucky. It, the they they didn't push on for a third. Honestly. Yeah. Just switching up a bit. Um, asking all of you, starting with Tom, what team has impressed you? You know, so far probably the most in the World Cup. Just curious um, because, in my opinion, there's been no real standout team, but Japan. I'm very curious to see what you guys think. Japan. They're out, Tom. Yeah, but they've impressed me the most. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, Tom? Um, I don't know, really. It's a tricky one. Um, I would probably agree with 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 Japan. Um, yeah, Australia, Australia were a surprise as well. Actually, a country like that getting getting to the the round of sixteen is impressive. Um, yeah. and obviously, in advance of the Women's World Cup next year, is sort of a good sort of indication as to where the sport is is in Australia. Um, yeah, Australia were a good. It, there's so many different teams because of, because of the shocks that sort of in we're we're in a World Cup that's in the middle of the season. There's going to be players yeah. that are sort of going into World Cup on form. Or and like we've only had a week's break, so it's it's sort of difficult to to give a one team answer. But if I have to, absolutely have to, I'd probably agree with with Japan. Okay, Charlie. Um, I was like falling off the top. I I think for me the most impressive team for me was Australia. I think especially how they started the tournament with a four-one loss to France. It was for them to turn around and get out of the group for a team of that level. Especially them coming off the like qualifying through against Peru and then moving on through that from that the spirit and the, the energy behind that team was very impressive. Australians, especially the. Yeah, the the spirit behind the team and for, for the level they are to get out of that group and to get come back from that loss to the world, the current world champions is very impressive. The, 
They only went out yeah. to Argentina by one and goal. It, yeah, exactly. It was, it was, it was, and yeah. they were right at the end. So I think, in my opinion, Japan were very impressive. But for me, it was like Australia. They were very, for their level and for what they are, it was very impressive performance for them. I mean, yeah, I, so I think, think, yeah, for me, I think I'd have to go with, I think Japan's a really good shout. Um, but I, I think I'm going to go with Morocco, a different answer. Um, mm, they really, really yeah. impressed me. I didn't actually expect it, to be honest with you. I have to be honest, because I haven't really seen a lot of Moroccan football. Um, I haven't seen much. I know, obviously, they've got a few stand-up players. Hakim Ziyech will be back in the squad, uh, the Chelsea band. So I didn't expect it from them. And, like, they were having a really good tournament. And from the people I know who are in Qatar at the moment, apparently they have the best support. They have the 12th man. So every game yeah. they're going into, they have that uh, extra man uh, I wouldn't. Support, so. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say you wouldn't expect it from Morocco. I think they have been a solid club, and we, a solid national team for a while. For for the last, uh, from what we've seen, but for them to go on and beat Spain and the the the, the mentality behind that is massive for them. And it's, I agree. Morocco is is that is that that was a very underdog game for them. That was a very Spain were one of the favourites at one point. You know, being seven nil Costa Rica. Is it, is a very that they were very for them to go on to beat Spain on that level. It, it really proved it. Yeah, I mean, the funny the funny thing was that the Spain there was that report about Spain taking a thousand penalties before the World Cup and then they didn't even score mm. one. Yeah, but you know, I think it's it's a good it's good representation, especially being the first World Cup in the Arab world. Which is, I mean, I don't want to get into to too much of of the politics of it, but you know. The having an Arab Arab country representing the Arab world in 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 the quarterfinals, I think, is is really good for for that part of the world and sort of Middle East and North Africa. And I think that if they move in the right direction in terms of growth within football, they sort of they could be up there again in in the coming tournaments. I think they've shown so much interest in in the World Cup. In terms of their their bids to host host the tournament, I think they've put in five bids and they've not not even won one. But like that sort of interest in in football and and I was over there in in August, um, and it's like you can't even walk five meters without seeing someone in a football shirt. They've just got so much passion for the sport. I think I kind of think like it's deserved. You, you're for starting them. to see you're starting to see more and more stars pop out of uh, North Africa and uh, the the Middle East. Uh, players like obviously like Mo Salah recently in Egypt you have a lot of Moroccan stars Ziyech uh, Hakimi uh, Bono uh, and you got you got a few in, even in Qatar that, that well, a, lot of them are, a lot of them are late 30s sorry late <laughs> nine, late 20s yeah they, they're getting they're getting recognised late but it's still it's still more and more than we more and more that we would, would have seen a couple of years back more than we've seen a decade ago or two decades ago it's, I think it's it more so actually representing these countries rather than, I think, 10 years ago, you'd see um, Mares play for France, Ziyech play for Netherlands. Yeah, and... there's more of a push for them representing their, their countries rather than going to Europe and going that route. It's more of a push for them, actually. Yeah, and also it's, it's brilliant to see as well. It's absolutely brilliant yeah. to see. Well, well, it, it's breaking the hegemony of uh, of like France and and Spain and Italy and England and all these yes. big European teams being the dominant force around the globe. It, it's nice to see 
the smaller clubs, these smaller uh, smaller team national teams actually getting far in these tournaments more and more often. Yeah, but you could yes. argue that's because these teams like France that they are so strong now in terms of their depth, even at under twenty one level, that players are like, "Am I actually going to get an opportunity, or yeah. do I?" It, I think it's it might be partly because of the culture they've been brought up, like they assimilate more to that sort of culture, so they sort of want to represent their nation, um, and yeah, they've got they've got that. I don't know. It's 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 hard to explain, but I think they they're more willing to do it, and that's sort of creating a a level more more of a level playing field because you've got these these players that are brought up in Europe and are playing European football, um, which is evidently at the moment probably the best level of football around the world, um, especially in 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 sort of England and a lot of players playing playing in England, um, which is sort of going on to to sort of players representing other countries and, and whatnot. It's, there's a lot of foreign players representing England at the moment. And and I think that that's probably helping us because they've grown up with, within our system and, and we're performing well at international tournaments. Like we've performed well at the World Cup, probably unexpectedly in 2018. Um, we reached the final Sterling, of the Euros. I believe Sterling is the only person who isn't England, like born in England. Yeah, but in terms of obviously that'd be different if Tomori was in the squad. But I think he's the only one in the current squad that's actually born outside of England. As in, yes. in terms of, in right terms of representing a, a dual sort of a dual nationality, I think what Tom's on about. Them. Yeah, a, a lot of England stars. Even if you look at uh, players like Harry Kane, uh, their they dual nationality was with Ireland as well. They they they're not all. Yeah, it's, but it's I, a mix of that. I think. A lot of these players have grown up in England, would yeah, have followed England as a kid. Maybe they will have followed Nigeria as well on the side, or followed Ghana on the side, Jamaica. Let's say well, you, you saw it. You saw it. As, I wouldn't even say that. You England. saw it as quite a trend with, especially with the Irish national team players like Declan Rice, Jack Grealish, represent Ireland at a lower age, then switched over to England later on when they when they become more of a successful player. They've yes. sort of jumped ship to the bigger national team so they can get more successful. I don't, yeah. I don't, think, it's, I don't think it's a case of that. Tomorrow. If you just let me let me make my point, Josh, and then we can yeah, go yeah. into the, the England game tomorrow. But I don't think that it's a case of that. I think it's because they've they've been brought up in England and, and they sort of they've been in, in like academies like Villa and and, and well, West Ham was... and Chelsea and, and whatever and, and they've they've developed within that system. And they're obviously born in this country. They they probably wanna, and they feel more more English than they do Irish. But then, and then going on that point, you have got players like Matty Cash going to Poland instead. Yeah, Which but I think he's, that's he's born in England. He's born and bred in England, but he's jumped ship to Poland instead. I think that's because of the, of the level of the amount yeah, of fullbacks of course that, we that have. Can, of course that comes into play. But, but what I'm saying, the, I don't think it's example, just them being born in England. The perfect mm. example of what Tom's saying is Musiala. Musiala is good enough to be in the England team. He knows he's good enough to be in the England team. He chose German team because he's German. He feels German. He's grown up in Germany until the age of, I think, 12 or something, gone to Southampton or Chelsea, or I think both. And then he's gone back to Germany when he's 20. He, he's, he's used the youth teams because it's easier. He doesn't have to travel to Germany. He then, when he's got the choice to play for England or Germany, he's going to choose Germany because that's what he feels. He feels German. He is German. Hmm. So, I mean, you can't... These people are making personal decisions. You can't really 
forced yeah, into it's, it's, not, it's not just down to one thing. It's yeah, it's a completely to, personal decision. Uh, we don't know everybody's like circumstances. Um, yeah. But uh, could... just going into tomorrow's game, are you guys feeling confident uh, going into the game against France? Uh, optimistic? Uh, you think we're going to get through? Uh, Tom, what do you think? I think it's the roll of the dice. 50-50. Both teams are, both teams are very good. Both teams have weaknesses of sorts or weaknesses. You've got in France and you've got um, Rabio. One of those yes. stars, that is a weakness whether they've been playing well. Same way that they would probably say for Maguire that is a weakness but he's been playing well. Mm. Yeah, it's very interesting, Tom, because the two midfielders you mentioned there in the last World Cup, we saw Pogba and Kante as a, as a pivot and they were so strong together. And um, Unfortunately, they can't be at the World Cup, maybe fortunately for England because of injuries. Um, and we all thought that, you know, in the World Cup, this particular World Cup, France may struggle in that area, but they really haven't really. They've controlled a lot of their games they've played, uh, in my opinion. So uh, yeah. it's going to be a very interesting battle tomorrow. I think the battle everyone's really talking about is... Uh, Kylian Mbappe and Carl Walker whether Walker could stop him we, we've seen him do it before Charlie what, what do you think? Uh, one thing I think bring it back a little bit is everyone all I've seen all week since we've been drawn against um, France is oh England should be scared England are going out how shit England oh no like, but if you put it on paper England's national team is just on the same level as France's national team it may perform differently in games but for player for player, a lot of the squad is on the same level. Yes, well, they got they got well class strikers. I think uh, I think the standout player of both teams is Kylian Mbappe. Uh, I think he, you know, I think both teams. Obvious, really. We don't have Mbappe. Like I say, between England and France, the standout player. Uh, in Mbappe, Mbappe. But are you saying in this tournament or in general? Because in general, he, he general has, has he, in general though he has a past of going missing in quite big games. He went missing in the final of the Champions League. He's quite selfish for PSG, so he's not a perfect player one bit. He's been amazing this tournament, but who's to say he has a terrible game against? You know, he's not a player that's concrete every game. That he's going to be amazing. That he's going to be a standout player like Messi or something, a player along them lines. Who Drew, is every Drew game? Is my concern. Yeah, Drude will be a tough player to. He's, he's he's like Kane. He can play the ball. He can shoot. He can score. He's I, got everything. Mm, I, I, I'm. I saw something from from Rio Ferdinand recently. Um, he was saying why we sort of why are we scared of France. Like we've got no reason to be to be scared of France. Um, we. We've got as, as many threats as as they have. Obviously, they've been weakened by by injuries, but France is so strong to um, that they've got they've got enough um, talent to sort of supplement the the players that are missing through through injury. But we we have we've got strong strong defense. I mean, I, feel, I just we, feel we like have, England's have... been so, um, so underestimated on in social media, especially like I'm not big enough England at all to be smashed France, but. But to say that we should be scared and we're in trouble is a massive understatement. England are the top scoring team in this World Cup currently. They're they've proved we've proven ourselves against yes, not the, the greatest teams, but neither of France, to be honest. Both of us are going into a similar situation. It's it's on equal footing and it should be taken as that. Yeah, I don't, I don't I mean I don't know. We we're, we're we're a strong team. And looking at the teams left, I th- I think 
we we should should have a good chance of beating them obviously we're getting into like the business end of the tournament at the moment but i think we we have the a squad capable enough of of beating them like we have a couple of champions league winners in the squad a load of champions league finalists you know players that are playing at the top level every single week we should have the squad that is capable of 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 winning this tournament and i think if you look at the the french team and and you look at the german team they lost a couple of finals before they they went on and, and won a major trophy and and the same same with with france they lost euro 2016 and then they've gone on and, and won the um won the world cup in 2018 i think we're not far away from from sort of winning an international tournament it's just about when that is and if it's not this year then maybe it's the euros maybe it's 2026 when the players have a bit more international tournament experience yeah. but yeah of course. We'll, we'll 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 see i think i think it's good having young players in the squad because because they're hungry and, and we've sort of seen that with with arsenal in the league at the moment they've got very they young squad have... and that and they're top but they don't have the experience whereas the, of the the big teams remaining let's say so the let's say let's say that's england netherlands not sorry not netherlands england portugal um argentina france and france of those teams the only one who hasn't won something and have ha- have to redeem themselves is england yeah france won't have that drive because that like they will have a drive obviously but they they won't have as much as a drive because they've already won it all their players Portugal have already won a Euro, so they don't necessarily ha- have to have that drive. Argentina have finally won Messi a trophy, like recently. Yeah, they they have they, they do have they they have yeah. they have reason to win the tournament. Like every Chico. club does, every club has reasons. But I mean, um, but... just 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 quickly, just to to sort of uh, to engage and wrap wrap this up a little bit. Um, the, the, we, we they all have drives. At the end of the day, it's, it, a lot of the games left. Can't decide. A lot of games left. It will be very up. Yeah, especially after today's role with Brazil. We don't know what's going to happen to World Cup. But just to wrap up, then, what is everyone's opinion? What will the final be? Who would it be between? Tom? Uh, well, it's, I think it's going to be France, England. Sorry, not France, England. It's going to be France or England versus Argentina. I think if England are in it, we'll win. I think if France are in it, Argentina will win. Tom, what about you? Um, I think it's a difficult one. Um, I, I kind of see morocco going out so the semi-final will be will be us or, or france I, I can't really pick a winner at the moment it's, it's quite difficult but i think um we have a good chance as as an england fan we have a good chance of reaching the final um i do think argentina will just have that grit and determination to reach the final um but i think i think whoever's on our side of the draw so um whether it be france england or or portugal um probably will mm. will end up winning the tournament but I, i'm not saying that that argentina or, or croatia if they reach the final aren't aren't gonna put up a good fight what about you josh quickly what, who do you think is gonna make it so uh, right now i don't know who's gonna win it and, like no one does uh, i can't call it either to be honest um but i do expect argentina to reach the final after uh, getting to the semi-final against croatia i do expect to just have enough to beat them and i think the winner of england and france i think one of them will be, you know, in, in the World Cup final as well. I don't see uh, Morocco or Portugal being no. f- as too much of a threat to be England to beat England or France. So, yeah, I, I do expect the World Cup finals, but in my opinion, to be Argentina uh, versus England or France to win it. Obviously, 
you know, it's a it's a final. You just you can't call it. So as an England fan, obviously, I'd, I'd love love us to bring it. So yeah. Uh, well, I I personally think we're gonna have a bit of a free from Friday, and I think it might be a France Croatia final. I think we're gonna get a repeat again. I think we're going to have a. I reckon we're going to have a repeat of the last World Cup. I reckon it's going to go back to that. The, the, both Croatia be strong, and France have a very good shot at it. But anyway, um, Tom, do you want to wrap this all up? Yeah. So, um, brilliant. Cheers, guys, for for sort of tuning in. Yep. Um, thanks for listening, and um, I believe we shall sort out another episode to come out after the World Cup final, and we'll catch up then and and sort of see, review the semi-finals and. And the final. So, cheers, guys. <laughs> Bye. Bye, guys. Bye.